The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Campion here with the lovely, the amazing, the in Canada. She skipped all the way over um, Mexico or skipped all the way over the United States from Mexico to Canada. Suzanne Bendick, uh, not only one of our mindset coaches, but probably the nicest person on our uh, on our team, just in terms of if you're having a bad day. Susan, if I had to one person was on a bad day. It wasn't my wife or my son. It'd probably Suzanne be top three at the very minimum. Um, anyway, Suzanne, what is shaken? You, uh, she slacked me yesterday about what she wants to talk to, and I'm super excited. But I always ruin the intro, so I'm just going to let you tell us what you want to talk about today, and I will crack wise as is my custom. Oh, wonderful! Hi, everybody. All right, today we're getting close to the new year. Let's talk about how to actually. Be the person who has what you want to have. I hate to. Yeah, first, yes, a thousand percent yes. Second of all, we're recording this mid December 2022. So if you're listening in June, there you go. The good news is I hate, hate, hate. Oh, it's the beginning of the year. I'm going to get everything to change. Like, fine, I guess, for the 17 months before January 1st. But for the rest of the year, just do it on a Tuesday or whenever you decide you want your life to be different. I fully agree. Every moment you can make a new decision and change your life. Yes. That said, I feel like the title of the show is almost the whole benefit is so many people are like, just tell me what to do to have what I want to have which to the logical mind makes sense. And there's some sense in it, but the reality is after doing this for a while, it really is tell me who I need to be exactly to do what I need to do. And then I can, ha- so we start backwards. We say, I don't track my, this because I don't track my numbers. Cause I'm little and blah, 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 blah. it's like, you know, well, yeah, but do you think big, you know, I'll track them when I get big. It's like, no, you'll get big when you track them. So there's kind of the reverse order of tell me what to do. And then I can have, and then I'll maybe get around to be, it's like, no, 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 no. Once you do the B, the do is really easy. Once you have, once you are the B and you do the do, the the have is there's zero work to it. it. Just happens. So I'm there's so much wisdom packed into that one little sentence. I don't want to skip over. Please continue. Okay, so if you think of everything potentially, all the different options of your life happening simultaneously, and you think there is a version of you that's already experiencing what it is that you want to have. Hmm. If we look at how to step into that persona of who that person is, we should start to be having all the same experiences that we desire that that person would have. It's like an AM band versus an FM band being on a different frequency, if you will. So let's, let's look at this. Um, the person who has, and let's talk in the world of the cleaning business, you have your cleaning business running on its own. It's bringing in profit. You're doing what is it you want to be doing, right? Fill in the blank. What does your business look like? Maybe you're nowhere near where you want to be yet. However, if you walk in and you start thinking like the person who already has the business success, you will start to think differently and make decisions differently. Making sense? 
let me repeat what I heard. And then you can tell me if at least I have it and I'm kind of done. Right. So if I get it, I think most of the cleaning nation will also be on board. So a different way I would put it and tell me if I'm completely hijacking or if I'm just adding on to what you're saying is I have found the thing it takes to knock someone over or make them wobble has a lot to do with the size of someone's company. So when I'm doing a thousand dollars a month, one bad review might take me out of mental space for a week. And when I'm doing $10,000 a month, it takes a little more. When I'm doing 100000 a month, it takes a little more. And in a million a month, the stuff that I thought was life ending at 10000 I don't need, it's not even on my daggum radar. So the reality is, if I just thought, if I just did that in, on purpose, as opposed to waiting to get there and said, how would million dollar a month, Mike, if that's my goal, respond to this opportunity or this challenge? What happens is I'm, say I'm only at $10,000 a month and I respond to it. I'm My my natural state is to respond to it the way $10,000 a month Mike would do. But the problem is that's only going to get me continued to be at $10,000 Mike. And if I'm like, I need a coach or a mentor and all that's really great, we do that. So I'm not saying it's, it's a knock, but half the time we know the answer. If we just said, well, what would million dollar Mike do in this? How would he respond? Half the time we know what we're supposed to do in the first place. We just didn't have the right frame. Did I completely hijack your thought or is that helpful? Bingo. That's exactly it. So let's look at what the person that's living the life we choose to live. What are they thinking? What are they saying to people? What decisions are they making? We could even go into what are you wearing? Right? What, what are you saying to people? Are you saying something is hard? Or are you saying, yeah, we got through that? And let me make a quick distinction, by the way. If I'm doing this, A, I want to don't want to make the exception the rule. And B, I want to make sure they're living the life I really want. So the exception being the rule would be, I knew a guy that was had a $10 million business and he was a jerk and he was whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's very unusual. I've met lots of poor people and I met lots of very, very wealthy people. And it's funny, the poor people typically are more, this is mine, I can't give, I, I can't share. And the wealthy people are more like, how can I serve my fellow man? So yeah, is that to say there aren't some jerks that are rich and don't act that way? Yeah, but let's let's not look at the exception to make a rule. Let's look at the rule and go generally, I've, in my experience, overwhelmingly, not 5149, like 98.2. The wealthier are the more interested they are in other people and helping and serving, and they have the least amount of time and the most amount to give. Second, make sure they're actually living the life that you want. Um, a good example would be politicians, I think, are oftentimes very wealthy, but they got wealthy not from being entrepreneurs, but from being lifetime politicians. So if you want to be a lifetime politician and make your money that way, maybe it would make sense to follow that thing. But you know, sometimes we'll do like, well, that guy's got a huge business and his website is like this, so I'm going to do that. And it's like, well, maybe his, but maybe his website is like that. And his business is big in spite of his crappy website. Maybe he's been doing this for 30 years and he had a good website. He'd be a lot farther. So make sure that a, we're looking at people that are truly not just living the life that we want. Like that guy's got a million dollars. I want a million dollars. I'm going to act like him. It's like, well, how did he get the million dollars? Well, his parents died and gave it to him. Well, that you don't have to act like that guy or gal. That's not going to help you get anywhere. Or that guy is a politician or that guy's a celebrity or, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you want to make sure that you're like that guy or gal is an entrepreneur that made his own money and model that not just the superficial he's rich and I want to be rich. Is that, I feel like I didn't say that as clearly as I could. Is that helpful? I, th it's part of it, but I think it goes deeper 
Okay. So, for instance, let me tell you a story. Uh, you, Mike, knows, Ma- Mike knows, Mike um, knows, some of you that have been listening to this for a while may know, one of my very dear mentors was Bob Proctor. And he's a master. He became a master in personal mind development and how to have exactly what you wanted to have. And before he became that master at teaching people about their minds and the power of their minds, he had a cleaning company. I didn't know that. Yes. And in fact, he he grew it so large that he had companies all over different areas of the U.S. and in the U.K. as well. Now, what did he do? He started, he had nothing. He started by cleaning. And when he decided he wasn't going to clean anymore, he was going to build an empire. What he did was he started to go into where his cleaners were cleaning. And he might bring them a coffee, but he wore a business suit. To the end of his days, he continued to wear a business suit. He wore a business suit because he knew they couldn't ask him to clean anything. That's pretty good. (laughs) And that's a perfect example of how would a guy that made $100 million or whatever his goal was dress, well, probably in a business suit. And it's like, yeah, now I guess you can't. It's a a great, I love that story. It's just on its face. Like if you don't want to clean, dress in a way that you can't clean. There you go. And that was before he amassed his, his empire with the cleaning company. He was starting to think and act like the person who had that cleaning business. So it's it's thinking about how would I say things? How would I talk to people? How what would I be doing? Would I be doing personal development training? Right? Would I would I be saying I can't afford something? No, I'd say how can I afford it? Mm. But there's so much power in whatever the it is, the chasm between, oh, and that's my least favorite, heartbreaking, by the way, when I coach people that aren't our clients and we offer to help them and I know it can change their lives. And they say insane things like, I can't afford that. And it's like, it's like going to the fire and go, if I have heat, I would be able to be warm enough to put wood in you. And it's like, no, you put the wood in first and then you can get the heat. So I can't afford that. I think is some of the worst three words in the English language. Um, and it makes sure. us all sad. Yeah. It not only them, no it's everybody. It just, yeah, it sucks. Hey, amazing people. You may have noticed we don't sell a gadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. The the second one is, that sounds expensive. I'm not sure I can afford that. That makes me nervous. Better than I can't afford it. Not ideal. And just the chasm between I can't afford that and what would I need to do to get that? Just the one question, just that one. And for anything, by the way, I can't get a spouse. Who would I need to be to attract the spouse that I want? I can't lose weight. Who would I, how would I have to act and think? You know, obviously we know eat less, move more. That's what I'd have to do. But, you know, there's there's a multi billion dollar industry built on what to do. Very few people talked about who to be. So just changing the question changes everything. I love that. I mean, there's, there's such a big lever of questions. 
And let's look at that further. If if you're thinking from the position of the success that you want and you're trying to emulate who would I be, what would I be thinking, perhaps your very response to a question where you used to say, maybe from what you consider your current reality and you'd say, I can't afford that. From your new perspective, you might say, how can I afford that? I can't afford not to have that that training, that experience, that expertise. I can't afford not to have it because it's something that I would do at that level. And it changes the thinking, which changes the results. I think if you're going to use I can't afford, it should be followed by something you don't want. So don't say I can't afford the thing I do want. Say I can't afford the thing I don't want. I can't afford to continue banging my head against this wall for another five years and not doing something different. I can't afford to stay fat the rest of my life. I can't afford to squander the, the, the prime years of my life, not with the my mate. I can't afford to not take action, do something different, healthy. I can't afford, yeah. Why do we fight so, all right, maybe a, maybe off question, Suzanne. Why do we fight so damn hard for the things that we don't want and we give up so easily on the things that we say we want? It has to do with comfort zone, Mike. Because we're used to living a certain way, we're used to experiencing a certain way, and to change makes us feel uncomfortable. We may not like where we are. However, to change makes us feel really nervous and agitated because it's something different than we're used to. So it's kind of like at some point we got to make the distinction yeah, it's scary to borrow money or do something different or go out on a date or reach out to somebody, certainly. But it's really scary. I, Russell Brunson from uh, ClickFunnels told a story once I thought was so good. He talked about when he was in college, they had this one, he wasn't a student or a very, you know, he wasn't into class, but this one business class him said, go start a business and blah, 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 blah. And he was up presenting and he's like, I did this. And he started a business in class. It was making him like $10,000 a month or something. And um, he, the, the, he's like, I remember the teachers, an Indian guy who was like jumping up and down. He was so excited for me and for the class. And the class just all had arms raised, slouched down, not interested. And he was like, he thought that he was just going to blow them away. Right. And no one's interested. He's like, finally, one guy at the back, like raises his hand and he's like, yeah, what's the question? He's like, I don't know, man, that sounds like a lot of work. And Mm -hmm. Russell's response, I don't know if he did it out loud or just what he thought, but I thought it was very telling apropos to the question, the conversation we're having now is he's like, it sounds like a lot of work to make $46,000 a year for the next 40 years of my life working for somebody else and never having any, that sounds like a lot of work. And when you really count the cost, he's going, well, I'm in class and I got to do this. And I want to party with my friends and working 40 hours on top of my 40 hours of school for three and a half months. <laughs> sounds like a lot of work. And it's like, yeah, that is a lot of work. But if you compare it to what does it cost to make 10 grand a month for the rest of your life working for somebody else, that's a lot of work. So I think we kind of look at our comfort zone. We don't really get clear on the cost of staying the same. We only look at the cost of changing and then it's like Chinese water torture. We just stay where we're at and we never we never change. Right. So Tracy and I talk all the time about the monkey mind. And the monkey mind is the little voice inside your head that usually says negative things that that 
makes you want to stay where you are because it's safer. Right. And I always say when that little voice comes in and and it says, well, it's too hard. You've never done it before. Why would you do that? You might get hurt. You just have to recognize that it's this little voice in your head and say, thank you for sharing, little monkey. I know you're just trying to protect me. Thank you for sharing. However, I want something different. I'm choosing something different because a little monkey will want to just keep you safe in your living room. Why leave the house? I, Suzanne, of course, in her way, says it the nice way. I, I, I would be a little harsher with my monkey and I like not judging it. Right. And being like, because if you fight it, you're, you're going to, it's not going to leave. So I like the, thank you for that. I pre, I understand you're just trying to help me, but the adults are talking like, mm-hmm. I appreciate your little monkey scared thing, but me and the millionaire mind, we are going to have a conversation. The adults are going to talk about big boy and big girl things. And you're going to just sit in the corner for a little while. So thank you for your input, but the adults are talking. And I think exactly. that really helps. Frame exactly. <laughs> and, and you take the picture, you take the picture of what you want, what you desire, how you choose to live, who you want to be. And you make it so big, so bold, so powerful that you have to be there. There's no other choice. It's you. Anything that you're experiencing right now, which is not where you choose to be. It's not an example of that. It's just like a limited temporary reality. And the only way you're going to get out of that limited temporary reality is to think of things a different way and to do something different and to surround yourself with different people and to talk about things differently and to do things differently. So let's end with some kind of tangible, what can I do today? So let's say... For example, I've got Mm -hmm. decades of experience thinking small, playing small. You know, maybe I'm the biggest thinker in my group, but my my group is all such small-minded people being the biggest thinker is not a big deal. I know I've been, I've done how frustrating and scary it can be to try and do something different and have it kind of not work out or whatever the case may be. How do we make a change that is actual substantial and does something, but isn't overwhelming. Like, well, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's hard for me to just to about, you know, 180 about face right now. Well, recognizing that it's not going to be comfortable and it's not going to be easy is first step because it will not. It's not something that you're used to doing or experiencing. Otherwise, you'd be somewhere else already. So you have to recognize that it's not going to be comfortable. But number two, if you make it the decision to this is going to be my new life and you just focus on what decision would that be to be this person that has what I desire to have and you feel the fear and you do it anyway. That's my favorite. going to get there. Right. So my tagline has become it's not about working harder. It's about thinking differently. And this is this is something that's easier to do. The thinking, believe it or not, is somewhat easier, sometimes harder. <laughs> it, well, that's why it gets paid so well is the thinking, right? No offense. Anyone can kind of do physical labor, but thinking is a different deal. It's changing. Think about it differently. So every time you come up against something, think, how can I think about this differently? 
and not just differently in a way that's going to get me the results that I want. Right. Bingo. So I can't afford that is, is really a pre-framed baked in way of thinking, changing that to how could I afford that? Or is this worth affording? And if so, how do I afford it? Different. Give you one extra little thing of, because for me, I, f- I feel words make a big difference. The words that I use mm-hmm. are now going away thoughts and it's good to start. If you, if you change your thoughts, you'll absolutely change your words. But sometimes if you change your words, you'll change your thoughts. So one quick little thing, I do my best to never say the word problem and always replace it with opportunity. So Suzanne, we're not enrolling at the percentage we want. Our clients aren't this. Somebody quit. We got a bad review. Right, here's a problem. Here's an opportunity. We got a bad review. Here's an opportunity to get better. Like we got a bad review. That's a big problem. What do we do? Embedded in, no good. But we've got a bad review. It's an opportunity. How can we get better? Perfect. I've got a problem. I want to buy this thing. I don't have the money. How do I solve this problem? Um, I want to buy this thing. I don't currently have the money. What opportunity does this, does this, wow, figuring out how to get the money might be more valuable than the thing that I bought. Like, so just, if you just take out the word problem, replace it with opportunity. All right. Any uh, parting words, Suzanne, before we call it? That's it. Make it so. Choose what you want. Make it so. I love it. Choose, choose, choose. If there's, I can't, there are probably more powerful words in the English language than choose, but I don't know what they are. All right. Uh, Clean Nation, appreciate being here. If you want more of like, hey, I need community. The people I hang out with aren't getting me where I want to go. We're thinking, oh, I think we've got over 800 podcasts. We're knocking on the door, 900. Um, We've got a 15,000 member Facebook group, growingcleaningcompany.com. Nothing for sale, just a lot of great stuff to help grow your cleaning business. Check it out now. Well, here we are, the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.